this is Tiger Talk. Hello and welcome to Tiger Talk. I'm Lucas Sims. And I'm Cole Wagger. And we're here to talk about the 2022-2023 deer season regulations. Currently in bow and crossbow season. Upcoming rifle season is next week as of release date of this podcast. And muscle loader season sometime after that. Yeah, like February, January. Very confusing. Yeah, it's, it's different every year. It's, I hate it. Speaking of different every year, uh, that would bring us into the first subject of how many deer you can kill. Oh. What, what might the limit be this year, Mr. Wagger? Oh, 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 it depends on what county you're in. We'll, we'll say our county, Work yeah. County. Well, for Work County, on the website that I'm looking it up on right now, which is like erregulations.com, it said earlier we have a bag limit of one. Which is weird because last yeah. year it was considered like three two does deer. and a buck or yeah. two bucks or yeah three deer in total for each person for unless you killed two bucks the whole then it was season. only two yeah for the whole hunting season and that goes along with crossbow well, bow gun and muzzleloader and check the regulations as always we could be mistaken but yeah every state's different too every state and like you brought up air every county. That makes it even more confusing. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, in terms of deer hunting, what would you say is the smallest you'd want to go for shooting them? And then I'll tell you the one that's The smallest I would want to go? Yes. Personal opinion, I've never gone over... Under? Like, well, under a four-point. I don't like shooting spikes. I've accidentally shot a button buck one time. But you can never really tell with them things. See, the, those are fine as long as it was shot out of antlerless season because yeah. there's so many inches that it can be legal. Yeah, considered. Check the regulations for that. Yeah. But what's the smallest that you'd shoot? The smallest one that I have shot was a spike because of the first year. Yeah. And the smallest one that I will shoot now, nothing smaller than an eight. I unless agree with uh, Unless that. it's, like, freezing cold and, like, you, hands you are literally get getting frostbite. Get yes, shoot something to get, get out, out of there. there. Still got an extra tag. Last week of season, hunting with a muzzleloader, freezing cold. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. And the muzzleloaders are so weird too, because you got to think that the range changes oh, when yeah. you when you change over from rifles to muzzleloaders. You got to think that a your scope type changes, b your ammo type changes. Everything changes. Yeah. Everything. The way you. You got to keep it out of the rain, out of the moisture, because that'll corrupt your black powder and it'll just screw everything up. You shoot with moist powder, you're not going to have a very, very high velocity. Um, you muzzleloader hunt yourself? Yeah, yes, I do. I love it. I love muzzleloader hunting. It's so much fun. See, I've never muzzleloader hunting. I'm going to ask a friend about it this year, but uh, I've heard that the best powder to use is Pyrodex because it's got a good pop behind it. I, I, I honestly don't know. I just use whatever we have at the house. Understandable. And, and they they come in like these little capsules that are already pre-measured, and you just kind of throw them in there and just make sure they're snug down in there. Don't press too hard; you break them. Yeah, Done that, that before. That doesn't seem like it'd be very fun. No, it sucks, and you can't take them things apart. Well, not easily. See what kind of what kind of regular rifle do you use? Ooh, two seventy. Two seventy. Two seventy. Would you ever hunt with anything smaller than that? Yeah, I've hunted with 243 before, and that's, I mean, that's like a 
kid rifle pretty well. Beginner's rifle. Yeah. Now here's the here's the strange part about the state regulations this year, from what I could find. You can shoot deer with twenty twos this year. Yeah, that's weird. The I generalization being that that's more for people who are either beginning or are older and can't handle the kick of a yeah. big gun anymore. But even then, I'd say take like a two forty three, something that's got yeah, more th- power th- behind it. Yeah, then things don't kick very hard as long as you're shooting it right. And even if you're you not shooting your it right, it doesn't kick very yeah. hard. Yeah. Mm. 22 sounds way too, way, way, way too small. Unless you're shooting it right in the head. See, but like, maybe. there's something I disapprove Definitely. of in terms of hunters. The people who shoot it in the head and the people that shoot it in the neck. I have never gone for that, and I think that it's kind of ridiculous. It, it's you, it's weird. But now you're just you're aiming for a shot that's just going to kill it once, and you kind of take the sport out of it. Because the sport, it, it's... It's not, you're not shooting zombies. You're shooting wild animals that's <laughs> got a very you're, good shot range. You're right. You're right. Deer are the animals that are better to shoot when you have a shot that's not the head. Some people don't go for a sport. They just go for the meat. I mean, even then, you don't want to shoot it in the head. Yeah. Some people, some people, and it's very rare nowadays, some people will still eat the brains. Uh, I have. I've never eaten it. it. It's, it's nasty. Some people eat, eat the heart, too. Oh, I love the heart. Heart's the best part, and there's there's a bunch of part of an animal that can be eaten. Well, everything can be eaten, but people just choose not to. Yeah. And that's where baloney comes in. <laughs> or the rib cage, even. Like, you can't get very much off the rib cage. You scrape off what you can, you're still not going to get more than half pound of meat. Yeah, it's a lot of effort for not very much pay. Yeah. You know? See, in terms of rifles, I use a 450 Bushmaster. Oh, very, very I, large I forgot gun. about that. I forgot about that. That's a, that's my second favorite. It's a tie between the 270 and the Bushmaster. It's like shooting a missile with oh, the Bushmaster. Oh, yes, it's like shooting a small bit missile. But you also don't have as much range. But uh, 243 bullets are a lot less expensive. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I bought a case of the 450 bullets, and it was outrageous. I paid 40 bucks for 20 bullets. That sounds about right. That's It's crazy. But in the same sense, I got to the point where I could take because I used to hunt with a thirty thirty, and yeah. it required a bit more precision. And eventually, I was like, you know what? I could be precise, or I could just hit it and knock it over like a carpet and go skin <laughs> it out. Yeah, I hate to go off topic, but we need to. We gotta cover everything. Yeah. Um. Orange regulations: hundred and eighty inches blaze yeah, 100, orange. Hundred and eighty inches. Unless you're on your own land, which which goes for all seasons if you're on your own land you don't have to i would still wear orange on my own land because you never know if there's going to be an idiot trespassing on your own land and think that you're a deer without anything on see but then they will become the one with all the legal responsibilities on them because a they're trespassing b they've just shot you during deer season wouldn't matter if you're dead though i mean true but if somebody shot you and kills you there would be even worse problems when somebody come up to look for you. You're right. Um, what's your favorite time of the hunt? See, I prefer the either the early, early morning, like up before sunrise, wait mm-hmm. for the sun to just come out, Yeah. or later in the evening. Not too late, but late enough that you, know, you can wait for the – you can feel it start to get cold Wait for again. those nocturnal deer to come out and they'll start running around. Personal favorite – evening but the most effective that i've experienced is like right after sunset that's mine that's the best time that i think there is i mean the deer don't really move around midday ever 
my dad talks about that. He the biggest one he's killed was in the evening, and most of the ones he's killed has been in the evening. Yeah, that's that's why most of them move. But it depends on every deer. I mean, they all have a different pattern. The cold, the do. cold kicks it up a whole lot. They lose oh, yeah. pattern. They just chase those. Especially whenever. Uh, and for all you hunters out there, first in. morning, it's going to be 24 degrees. Bundle up warm. Pack a nice rifle. Don't forget your ammunition. <laughs> Go up to your stand. See a deer. Shoot it. Pack some little dubbies. Yeah. Pack oh, some yeah. snacks. See, um, you ever done that before? Hunted all day? You no. I've had to take a break. I can't do it all day. I've been able to hunt all day. It gets hot about one o'clock or so. You gotta start taking off coats yeah, and shedding layers. But if but if you sit there all day, you have the most chance of seeing something because you're not down in the house where it's if there's walls around you and you're not really in a yeah. good shooting spot. Yeah. And then the restrictions between public land and private land. You can't you can't bait on public land between a couple of certain days. Go check yeah. it. I saw it earlier, but I forgot. Uh, <laughs> I did. I looked at it earlier. Somebody else was looking at it because he didn't believe me that you could bait on your own land. And he looked it up, and he's like, well, all I can find here is just public land, but it says you can't bait on public land. And I, and I looked at him. I said, well, I sp-, and then he looked it up. He did find it. You, It is legal to bait on your own land. It is. You're right. Um, you want to know what's something that's weird but funny that I found? Well, I've heard. Oh, what is it you've heard? On public land, if you find a tree stand that is not in use, you're allowed to use it, even if it's not yours. I mean, you'd think that the DNR would put up a couple. Yeah, but you're allowed. That's what I've heard. I don't know. But See, we had somebody years ago come from one of the hunting reserves and talk to my grandpa about it, mm-hmm. and he said that those hunting reserves were horrible. He said yeah. he said one person would shoot, and it would be one deer, somebody would shoot it, and then like two or three more people would shoot at it <laughs> after it was already dead. <laughs> and then like seven people come out of the woods to claim that it was there. <sighs> and that right there, that's why... There's seven bullet holes in it, and everybody's going to try and claim it. It might have been... <laughs> change by now like by certain regulations and it might yeah. be different people might not hunt public land as much but he said that was some of the worst hunting he ever had because there were so many people a lot of people used to lease their land to try and make some honey during uh, try and make some money during hunting season um have you ever hunted out of state i've never hunted out of state it is a hassle and a half but it is worth it in where my have opinion. you hunted in terms of different I, states i've hunted in ohio uh, you got to buy your own tag. Um, since you're a non-resident, the tags are more expensive regularly, like yeah. Miss Common. My tag was around $30. When, what year was you over there? I was over there last year, and I'm over. I'm still hunting over there. Um, you got to buy. You got to buy your license, buy tags, and since mine was like $30, my dad, since he's an adult and he's a resident in West yeah. Virginia. Uh, his tag was around $125. Yeah, crazy. It's a lot for a tag. It is a lot for a tag, especially especially if you don't get anything. I believe their rifle restrictions are also different than here. Too, oh yeah, right? you have to have a straight cased ammunition. So like a 450 Bushmaster. 4570. Good example of that. A bad example of that that's not a straight walled would be the 3030. That's a pretty common cartridge everybody's seen. How it narrows down to bend around the smaller caliber bullet. Yeah. Uh, You can also use slugs. Shotguns and slugs. Yep. 
That one's just that one's just a weird regulation. It is. I everything changes every year, so you never know. Yeah. Um, every state's different too, so be careful. If you ever hunted deer by driving them, there hasn't really been enough to drive them before. Yeah, that's that's what you do in like late late winter. That's what you do. My family used to talk about when there was hundreds of deer everywhere back way back when that mm-hmm. you get the entire community together run them all and everybody had a rifle yeah. and if you could get a shot you shot it and if you couldn't I mean, <laughs> that sounds so unsafe oh it it was oh safe man. because everybody was organized everybody was family so they knew that if they shot somebody there would be problems within the family as well but yeah. also they had one person that would drive the deer they'd get yeah. down in a bowl or something and run the deer to one side, and they'd have people up along the bowl. Yeah. And the guy who was running them would wear orange, and everybody on the ridge lines would wear orange. Yeah. And once you got them to a point, you'd have people shoot at them. It's a pretty uh, effective way to If you're it, a good I mean, shot, you can yeah. hit a moving target. Yeah, if you can hit a moving target, yeah. You're good. Um, what's your favorite way to skin a deer? My favorite way to skin a deer would probably be you cut the bottom of them open. And you, yeah, well, field dressing it yeah. more or less. And then when you get it back, we take the tractor and we take a single tree. Mm-hmm. You ever seen a single tree? Uh, I probably have, but I don't know. It's a very old piece of, well, ours are very old. Yeah. It's a piece of wood with two metal uh, attachments at the end and two hooks hang off of it. And it hooks to a chain and you can hang it off something. I've used something like that, yeah. They was made for pigs, mostly. Yeah, just butchering animals in general, yeah. Yeah, and we use it and we hang it off of a tractor. Yeah. And skin it. You let it drain overnight, and then you go down. You cut the hide off of it. You start. We hang it by the back legs. Mm-hmm. You can hang it by the front legs and skin it, but that's more better if you're just. It's just you skinning it. Yeah. But uh, the way I found, you hang it by the back legs, and then you cut it off from there. You pull the skin off of it, and then you you can cut it up pretty easy from that way too. Yeah. What's uh. your favorite part of the deer to eat? Either hard or tenderloin. I like the underloin. Oh, uh, the inner loin? Yep. Everybody calls it differently, too. Like, it's so weird. Um, inner loin's pretty good. I like it. It's real tender. It's relatively sweet. Fry it in butter? Mm-hmm. That's the way everything fries in West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite way to skin a deer is probably, like, a field dress, especially if, since it's, like, a public let's land. Say you, let's say you get it back, like, off oh, of the if and skin I, it. When I get it back, uh... You cut it up in, like, in legs. a truck bed? No, 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 no. All right, so field dressing it, uh, you cut the hide off, and you just use that as like a mat, the hide, and then you cut all the meat off of it. Most of the time, you don't you don't cut it off the bone. You just cut the joints, cut off the tenderloin, cut the tenderloin out, get the heart if there's anything left of it, um, and you pretty much just pack everything out. So that way, you don't have to drag that deer all the way across the land, especially since you don't have a buggy or something like that to drive out there and get it. Usually that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. It's terrible. It sucks worse because, like, when you're on top of a hill, those things can live forever if they run downhill. Oh, yeah. My dad once chased one a mile. He was chasing it a mile across hillside. He had shot it through the heart and lungs, and where it had just had that downhill, it had that advantage of going downhill. And he said it started up the other hill, and it took about three or four steps. And then it go back down. It all caught up to it. As soon as they take that uphill jump, it just, it gives out. Yeah, I've, I've shot a deer with a crossbow, and I've nicked both lungs, and I had to chase it for about two miles. It's crazy. 
and things are like zombies whenever they get shot and they don't go down. I shot one through the heart and lungs and it ran 20 yards. Had it taken a jump further, it would have gone down like a 100 foot cliff and I'd have had to drag it back up. Mm -hmm. That's where four wheelers come in. Like you can use the winches off your buggies and whatnot. Yeah. Whether you knew you could or not, you take it, you tie it around back legs and you drag it up out. Not a great idea to grab it by the horns if it's a decent buck. Yeah. Might snap a... And handgun restrictions. You uh, brought... Let me pull it up here. I had it. Oh, I know these offhand. Oh, you know I'm offhand? I, okay. I plan, off hunt, plan on hunting with a 44 Magnum this year. Ooh, that's going to uh, be fun. You can hunt with any straight wall that is 357 or bigger. Yep. And I believe they chose that caliber because that's one of the faster calibers. It's got a better penetration rate. And, like, if you look yeah. at the statistics of handguns, the bigger you go in caliber, the less it's going to go. And if you look at the box of handgun ammo you're using, it should tell you the drop rate of the bullet and whatnot. Yeah. Um, crossbows, too. If it if it doesn't have a weight of 125 pounds and over, you you can't use it. It's, I think that one's kind of weird. I never knew about that one. And two cutting edges. That's the West yep. Virginia regulation. Two cutting edges. At least, at least two cutting edges and with the width of at least three and, and three and a fourth inches yeah i said it wrong but three and a quarter three and a quarter there we go yeah oh um oh always make sure you unload your guns before you go on the road always 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 yeah especially if you're hunting like out in public land yep and it, that dip varies from rifle to rifle too like if i've got a magazine fed rifle yeah and you put four rounds into the magazine, you can put one just in the chamber. Take the magazine out. But, yeah, just take the magazine out of, out of it, and you can keep the magazine in your pocket. That's you got to take it out of the chamber, too. Yes, you have to take yeah, it out of the take chamber. take it out of the chamber. That's a pretty common rule. Green pants are coming, you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> that or, uh, see, in general, I'll just be honest, muzzle loaders are one of the hardest, but you have to do that way. You have to I'd rather just shoot it. You have to I'd load it at the start, but you got to think that that can be expensive to load. Uh, it would, is. Would you just be willing to take that? Let's say, let's say you don't see anything for five or six years, and after you've hunted with that muzzle loader and you've had to empty it five or six times. Well, you're not just going one time a year. We'll say, yeah. we'll say you've emptied it two or three times each but year. Two or three times a oh. week. And that <laughs> that gets expensive yeah. quick. So there's people out there who their mind goes, ah, maybe we shouldn't unload it. Yeah. Reason reason you should. Had a family friend. Goes off. He did that once. Oh no, DNR officer caught him. Oh DNR. The one time that he didn't unload it, the DNR <laughs> officer caught him. <laughs> How much is that fine? If you remember. I'm not sure. I'm, I've heard and that they can get they can get pretty expensive. Very oh yeah. very expensive. First and three days of season though, upcoming season for rifle season. First three days are bucks only. Really. First three days are bucks only. At least that was what the restrictions used to be. They might have changed it now, but it used to be first three days were nothing but you could even if you had like a varmint, like a possum, you couldn't yeah. shoot it because it was illegal. Hmm. Knew somebody took a bobcat in like that, shot it out of his chicken house, took it up to the DNR officer. Look at this. Yeah, he, he come back and he was like, yeah, I got fined for it. Uh, he had like a three hundred dollar fine for shooting a bobcat that was eating his chickens. That's stupid. That is At, but them's the rules. That you can't break them. Can. <laughs> I mean, you can. You just shouldn't. You shouldn't. But 
I mean, unless it's like a dire emergency, like a bear oh. grabs half of your arm, you're not just gonna be like, oh, I can't shoot. It's the first three days. Um, you gotta be 200 feet away from a road. Two. Yeah. 200 feet. No, is it 200 feet or is it 200 yards? Two. Um, Two hundred yards. Two hundred yards. yards. That's what I thought. If you are within two hundred yards, you're probably going to be considered to be road hunting. Very illegal. The very, DNR very is legal. probably going oh, to see yeah. you, especially yeah. that close to the road. The yeah. DNR is going to be like, "Ah, I think that's a set of uh, blaze orange over there. Don't quite look like two hundred yards. Hold on a second. Flick his lights on. Yep. And come check you." Oh yeah. I never did go over the, my favorite way to skin a deer once I brought it back to the house. So. My favorite way to skin a deer, once I brought it back, probably to hang it up by the back legs. But I've hung it up by the nose and by the neck before. Either one will work. Uh, in my opinion, when you hang them by the neck, it's easier to do when you're alone because you've oh, got yeah. the force of gravity with you. Yeah. Drains out easy, too. Oh, yeah. I like to let them sit overnight, especially with them back legs hanging. It's easier to let it drain like that than it is any other way. Yeah. Of course, the natural phases of death will set in where all the muscles stiffen up and it gets a little harder to cut I will admit yeah. but also it's a dead deer and you have a sharp knife well if it's not sharp it should be skinning a deer with a dull knife sucks yep. never do it especially field dressing because you gotta cut through that <laughs> mm-hmm. that pretty well went I believe that's everything yeah, that is it. well this is Tire Talk and I'm Cole Wagger Lucas Sims Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Tiger Talk. For more information on Work County High School, visit us at workcountyschools.com. Go Tigers!